gentlemen, welcome to another great episode of The Never Games. Find us anywhere you get good podcasts, leave us a like, a follow, and a subscribe, and hit us up on most social media. On today's episode, Tom's shoes melt by dinner time. Trevor attends Spring Waterfest 2021, and Noel discovers that his hands are tied and he's wearing a bindfold. Enjoy Season 3, Episode 2, Not a Very Personable Murder. All right, and we're going to start the day off with a little bit of a uh, theme between the lines. That means I give you four questions, and you guys, well, along with answering them, have to guess the interlying theme between those lines. Also, I don't have a tiebreaker, so please don't tie. Uh, <laughs> Is there an odd number of questions? Uh, there are not. No, so please don't. Okay. Don't even well. try to tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and away we go. One of Al Pacino's most famous lines in all of his career is actually an ad lib. Complete the line. So it starts off with, she's got a great ass, and you're dot, dot, dot. So you just got to pick the one that's the correct uh, finisher. She's got a great ass, and you're too busy to even notice it. She's got a great ass, and your head is all the way up it. She's got a great ass, and yours isn't as great. This is a weird... Just saying it is, is weird. She's got a great ass, and your dick isn't anywhere near it because she clearly doesn't consent. Uh, I'm going to say too busy to notice it. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, like, your head is so far up it. Okay. Something like that. Whatever that one was. And we have a, a leader so far, so thank God for that. Uh, Trevor, congratulations. <laughs> that is the end hey. of the ad-lib. Wow. Mm. Tom sounded really confident on that one. Uh, all I, right, number two. Who was the only boy band to not play for Barack Obama at the White House? <laughs> Is it A, 98 Degrees, B, the Jonas Brothers, C, a band called Big Time Rush, which I did a lot of research. It's a real band. I yeah. Don't, okay, it, it is a real band. And D, yeah. the Backstreet Boys. Who did not play at the White House? Who did not play f- for Barack Obama between the years 2008 to 2016? Can you list the bands again? 98 Degrees, The Jonas Brothers, Big Time Rush, or Backstreet Boys? I'm going to say 98 Degrees. Uh, I'm going to say Backstreet Boys. All right. God damn it, guys. We have a tie again. Ah. Or, or for the first time, uh, congratulations to Tom. It was 98 Degrees. So uh, they did not play for Barack Obama, but they played for George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, which I just find <laughs> so adorable. Uh, see, it was clear that the answer wasn't Big Time Rush, because you were like, that's a real band, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you had made it up. <laughs> oh, no, no, all, all the other bands were, um, were real and really did go to play for, for Barack Obama. I like to imagine that, that all those concerts were, like, just him. Just, <laughs> just, just in, like, like, a, in a Lazy Boy recliner. But a completely dark room. Yeah, <laughs> in a massive chamber. Yeah, play for me, ninety-eight degrees. Yes, the stage is not lit, and there is a spotlight on him, reclined <laughs> with a gin and tonic <laughs> and sweatpants. He's not even in a nice chair. It's just like a weird, like fold-out <laughs> chair. 
All right, number three. Out and of he's four. also just, he's wearing like noise canceling headphones and listening to an audio book. <laughs> <laughs> he just taped his eyelids open. He's been asleep this entire time. That's our president. All right. Any other jokes here? Should I move on? Ah, no, we're good. All right, moving right along. See, the Question. thing I like to think about. <laughs> yeah. Question number three we have a 1 1 tie going into it. According to Nat Geo, everyone knows as. Natalia geometry. The Pompeii worm <laughs> is the animal that can survive the highest known temperatures. In Celsius, what is the max temperature they thrive at? Closest one wins. So, before you answer, I just want to go over, obviously, 0 degrees Celsius is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. 50 degrees Celsius is 122 degrees Fahrenheit. And 150 degrees Celsius is 302 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and even more uh, help, uh, if you guys want one unit conversion each, just to figure out a range, I can, I can give that to you as well. And so this is, again, the animal that can handle the highest temperature? Yeah, what is the max temperature that the Pompeii worm can thrive at, according to my, my friend, Natalia Geometry? 2,000 degrees Celsius. 2,000? Is that an answer, or do you want that? No, that's my answer. 2,000 degrees Celsius. That is a stupidly high number. All right, 2,000 degrees Celsius for Tom. I am going to... Price is right, go with one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) drop one degree down. No, I won't do that. I'm going to balance it way down, though. I'm going to say, like... See, I was gonna say like around two hundred degrees Celsius, but now now I feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's always my goal. <laughs> Don't care about winning the game. I'm gonna say four hundred and fifty Celsius. Four hundred and fifty Celsius. Trevor takes the lead. It is actually one hundred and twenty-two degrees Celsius, <laughs> which is two hundred and fifty-one degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Tom. 2,000 degrees Celsius is 3,600 degrees. Yeah. Um, I just want to check the temperature of the surface of the sun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's six. Yeah, it's about 6,000, so you're pretty much halfway there. (laughs) A third of the way there. Overshot it. Just just by hair. All right, moving into the last question. Um, Trevor is up two to one. Oh boy. I hope I get this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not mentioned in Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> the worst fucking song of all time. Hula hoops, British politician sex, marijuana, or punk rock. Once again, which is not mentioned in this song. I'm going to say marijuana. Marijuana. I win. <laughs> we do have a winner, and it is Trevor. You guys are both right with marijuana. How do I know that? <laughs> because you know all the words to We Didn't Start the Fire. You can't list them. Nobody does. But... Um, yeah, so they mentioned, they mentioned crack, and they mentioned uh, some other nickname for a drug that they used back in, in the 70s. But they didn't mention marijuana, so there you go. Huh. So congratulations to Trevor. Yeah, my first point of the season. 
Yeah. Holy hell, that's insane. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> Second episode. Yeah. So if you out there in the ether know the theme between this week's theme between the lines, uh, just give us a shout on social media or email us at hello at the or you can dot com or you can always just give us a call at four zero six games two four. Woo! Yeah. And this is the Never Game. It is. Yeah, it's that time again. My name is Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studios and the producer here at the Never Games. My name is Tom O'Brien, and I am famously known for showing up on time to everything. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is Noel McGinnis. I am captain of the Blue Team. And yes, this is the Never Games, the number one podcast that Mark Wahlberg has personally refused to be on. Hello, everybody. What's going on, hey. you guys? Glad, I'm, you know, well, I'm really glad that Mark Wahlberg isn't here today. Yeah, you, you are. Truly. I don't know why we kept asking him to be on. That wouldn't have been fun at all. No, I am <laughs> not a fan of... Marcus I think it'd be a, Wahlberg. It'd be all right. Yeah, he kept on trying to get us to have Ted on, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'd be into that either. It, it's yeah. not the CGI Ted. It's his weird, dirty, gross hand puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable. You guys want to just jump straight into a game? I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Let's cut that short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cruising right along. All right. It is my game this week, and I'm so excited about this one. I had this idea a while ago, and I, I've been waiting to have it built out and ready to go. So the name of today's game is The Hero's Journey. Okay, classic. And this is not a D&D game. It is not. Oh, okay. So, are you two familiar with The Hero's Journey? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, for anybody out there listening, a quick overview on what it is. It's a story pattern that involves a hero who goes on an adventure, is victorious, and then comes home transformed. And it was largely popularized by Joseph Campbell, his 1949 book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. And he was a religious scholar who, in studying all these different religions from all these different societies from all over the world that never interacted with each other, he realized that all of the stories that they were telling followed this same pattern and theorized that, like, it's innate in human nature to desire stories like this. It's like the four four sort of measure for 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 music. It's it's pretty. It's like one of the most universal things of of that subject. Yeah, yeah, and it's like once you know about it, it's hard not to see it in any media that you take in because it's in order to tell a good story, it kind of has to follow this structure. And today's game is going to involve the two of you creating a story using that structure. So Joseph Campbell's version had seventeen steps. But we are not going to go that deep into it. We are going to use one that uh, Dan Harmon has talked about. Dan Harmon, creator of Rick and Morty and Community and... Uh, Harmontown. Yeah, really well known for just being a really good storyteller. And he talks about this version that he uses that has eight steps. That's still, that's still so much, Trevor. 
We're going to, we'll bounce through it quickly. We're not writing a whole story. We're just doing like bullet point version of each of the steps. This isn't one where we also have to say like one word each and we go bouncing back. No, no. So the way that it's going to work is for some of the steps, I'm just going to ask each of you to give me some information and that just becomes canon in the story. It becomes a part of the world. For other steps, I'm going to ask a question to you and each of you has to give a different version of what happens. I'll decide whose I like the best and that will become canon and that person gets a point. So whoever has the most points at the end wins the game. So it's a story crafting game. Yeah. Okay. And I have the ultimate say on the direction the story goes, but you come up with the ideas. All right, so you guys ready to go? Yes. All right, so we are going to start stage one, which is known as the comfort zone. And this is where, where our hero is before their journey starts. So this is the home world, and what I'm going to ask from each of you right now is tell me two things that are a reality in this world. They can be anything about the people, the culture, the society. You know, everybody's one foot tall. Uh, It's illegal to whisper, or everybody rides a dragon to get to work in the morning. Anything at all. So we'll start with Tom. Give me two things. Uh, the starting setting is an idyllic sheep farm. Okay. And the hero's father lost his arm last year. Okay. So, Noel, give me two things. Uh, does this have to relate with, like, this can be and on the sheep farm there are other things or can i just put my own thing? It can be anything at all about the world as a whole. Shoes melt. So at the end of the day, <laughs> okay, you're wearing your shoes. They're really prim and proper at the beginning. Lunchtime, flip a coin. It, it, it could, they could be still still usable. They could be uh, the the stuff of uh, Swedish fish. By the end of the day, you're you're looking at you know a pint of Ben and Jerry's that's been in the car for way too long. <laughs> melting melting shoes melting shoes that's one what's what's the second one stocks just (laughs) they exist (laughs) the stocks are the stocks are the stocks are way too high that like the stocks that they put criminals in (laughs) yeah 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 So they're, they're about seventeen feet high, and, <laughs> they just and have to hang there. the guys are just there, and <laughs> and at the end of the day, their shoes just melt onto the passersby who who try and throw tomatoes, but no one really has that arm. <laughs> Who's coming by and replacing the shoes every day? <laughs> I don't know. You, you only ask for two things, man. That's a third. Yeah, thing. okay. I you did. didn't want right. solutions. You just want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Before we start, we also need to have our character created. So I'm going to start. Tom, what is the name and age of this character? Uh, His name is Emony Bobby Boy. (laughs) Uh, uh, And he is... uh, She is 47. 47 years old. And Noel... What does yeah. Emily Bobby Boy do for work? Uh, oh, I, I can't make up a name? Oh, all right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ebony Bobby Boy? Emily. M- Emily. Emily Bobby Boy makes um, dental floss. Makes dental floss. But craft dental floss 
that <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where yeah she she has you know her craft workstation and a store on the bottom and then her, her she lives up up top on the bottom <laughs> on the cheap farm on the sheep farm it's, okay yeah <laughs> and tom what is emily bobby boy's biggest strength biceps physical bicep <laughs> yeah. okay and noel what is her biggest weakness she's she's too confident okay i like it real interview answer there. <laughs> <laughs> overconfident all right she works too hard <laughs> all right and now last step in this comfort zone this step one is i'm gonna have each of you make up a side character this can be anybody at all what all i need from you is a name of this character and their relation to the main character side character is rodolfo uh, one of the sheep on the farm who speaks and (laughs) makes shoes how (laughs) not how do they make shoes but like how do they speak in the sense like Scottish accent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Noel? Calls everyone boyo. Um, My character is Narton (laughs) Klebs. He is uh, 14 years old, and he works the the cash, uh, the the till, at Emily Bobby Boy's dental floss store. (laughs) Okay. Works the register at the dental floss store. Uh, you spelled Martin or Narton wrong. It's N- Narton oh, with it, an N. It corrected me because oh, okay. that's not a name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it didn't correct Emily Bobby Boy though. Yeah. <laughs> and All you wrote Klebs right. wrong too. I don't know don't how care. to do it correctly. That's it's just K- going to have to stay. L e e e e s. All right. Stage two of the hero's journey. This is the first one where it's going to be for a point. And this stage is called need. This is basically the point of the story where the character ends up needing something. This could be a personal need or something that throws off the balance of the world as a whole. It's basically the reason that the story is taking place. So we're going to start with Noel. Give me your version of what happens at this stage what what causes the story to take place the 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 newfound dental technology is really sapping business from her um from her floss shop and she she needs to figure out a way to to help boost uh sales and to keep her livelihood okay and tom Mine is similar, I suppose, but but different. Um, Her shop is extremely popular, and she is managing to keep up with uh, demand thanks to her father's uh, sheep farm. He shears the sheep uh, and provides her with raw materials to make into dental floss. However, because he lost his arm last year, he has been unable to keep up and meet the demands that she requires. So she heads out into the world to find him an advanced prosthesis so that he can get back to the thing he really loves. Shearing sheep. sheep. <laughs> Was that a little little 
over explanation because I didn't. I never talked about <laughs> her her goal on how to to get her business back up. And Tom just went for it. Uh, you got to find a robot <laughs> arm. Uh, okay, no, I'll I'll let you come up with something quickly. Yeah, so she goes to the library. Uh, she likes to do this. It wasn't really a mission. Uh, and she she remembers reading this book about a fateful gold uh, uh, string, or, or hair, if you will, out in the wilderness. And she thinks, hey, gold, gold floss will work a lot better than my high-grit sheep's wool floss. <laughs> Um, that'll, that'll definitely put some, put some feet in the store. So she wants to go out and get the golden hair. <laughs> I, I am going to say that it becomes canon that her floss is very high grit, but I'm going to give the point to Tom. <laughs> oh, gotta, oh man. I was really hoping for like so, a, gotta, gotta go grab the, the golden, the golden hair. Will cat, shut up. <laughs> Wow, it's a loud cat. She's she's not even trying yet. This cat this cat has dementia and um, screams. Great. Now that's canon too. Screams. Alright, so we have to find a robot leg for, for dear papa. Arm. Hand. Yeah. Hand. Okay. Seeking prosthetic hand because the business is doing super well. To keep up with demand, I gotta say, man, that that dental floss must must really strip away at that enamel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Who is looking for high grit dental floss? Oh, it's also man. like we said it was specialty too. It's like, <laughs> well, no, it's craft. It's, I don't think it's craft. Specialty. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's it's artisanal. Yes, yeah, small batch dental floss. <laughs> Straight from the sheep's back to your mouth. Straight from the teeth. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on. Stage three. This stage is known as go or crossing the threshold. This is when the character exits their comfort zone and enters into a new world. So this is not going to be for for points. This is just going to have, I'm going to ask each of you to give me one way in which this new world that Amity Bobby Boy goes into is different. So she she's taking off into the woods. Is that what you said, Tom? No. Just <laughs> no, Noel's thing was in the woods. Well, okay. mine was just a generic say journey it's... from A to B. <laughs> so okay, part of this. So the question is: each of you give me one way in which this place that she goes is different. So it can be anywhere, wherever you de- you decide. We're going to start with Noel. Um, everyone in this, I guess not the town where Emily Bobby Boy is from, uh, has two curved teeth with no slits in them. So it's just one big tooth up top. Like, one, like cartoon characters? Yeah, one big tooth at the bottom. And when she keeps describing on what she does for a living, no one has any idea what she's talking about. Floss. Between your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said this wasn't for points? This is bullshit. No, this man. one this is just becomes reality. God damn. <laughs> but <it>. That's great. <laughs> See, mine was gonna be that they all have two mouths. Which I guess still works. They yeah, all have that, they it does So they have out. four teeth uh total. <laughs> two mouths, four teeth. Still have no idea what floss is though. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So that's this new world. So it sounds like there's a lot of people here, so we'll say that this is not a super rural area that she's going into. It's a city. It's It's a a city. Okay. It's decided. So stage four is known as search. 
or the road of trials. So this is where the character needs to adapt to this new world that they've gone into. Oh, so the montage. It, yeah. This oh, is, yeah. They, they fight battles, grow as a person, which will help them in the end to ultimately reach their final goal, the, to achieve the need that they've set out for. So we're going to have two rounds to this. First round, what is a physical trial that she has to go through, and how does she adapt to it? Let's start with Tom. When you say physical trial, you mean like uh, as opposed to a, a mental one, or as yeah. opposed like okay, yeah. So um, she's come to town with hopes of selling her floss to help pay for this prosthesis, but her floss doesn't sell, and she is destitute uh, and is living on the streets. And did you say you want a solution as well? Yeah, what, what, how does she change and grow as a person to overcome this? So, so she's living on the streets. She has no money, save for the few coins that she's brought with her. And she, uh, so she's making dinner for herself, which is a borscht that uh, her mom had always made that is uh, very hearty, very flavorful, but inexpensive. <laughs> made, and with, the, made with so <laughs> many beets. <laughs> but the smell catches the attention of people, and she makes new friends because of the delicious smell and flavor of her borscht okay. uh, that their second mouth has never tasted before. First one has, though? <laughs> well, they have different flavor pro- profiles, each of their... Okay. You know, right. They've got two tongues. Yeah, you, you um, got you got the, right. the, the the bitter, the sweet, the salty, the the, the umami. The beef. Yeah, and then on the other side, you just got the the gooey and and the and the wow and a couple other ones. They're still sticky. doing research on and the uh. sticky, uh, the sticky right. and, and the stinky. Noel, what what are you going to say is the physical trial and the yes, adaptation so, that lets her? Um, sh- as far as I know, she's still looking for an apt prosthetic. Um, so she goes into the under- underground uh, world of robot fighting uh, to try and look for a, a robot and an engineer that can really, you know, give her the goods, so to speak. A robot arm for her father. I feel like, I feel like uh, Noel's version works better here. I think it helps the story along that she she's getting involved with the robotics community. Um, so yeah, I'm I give that really point to hope, Noel. I was really hoping to see what uh, <laughs> what that leftover beach soup is going to really going to yeah. bring to the table. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to have her go through one mental trial. Uh, this time, we're going to start with Noel. What is one mental trial? And also, don't forget that we have her biggest strength and weakness to play off of. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me just, we have the, the Scottish accent speaking sheep. If you want to decide that Ridolfo has come along or Narton Klebs, <laughs> the dental floss salesman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, someone's got to keep the shop going. Narton. Yeah, Narton okay. Is, Narton's also, not there. He's also like 14. He just does this part time. Uh, <laughs> a 14 year old and a 47 year old muscular woman. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, a mental trial. Um, the biggest mental trial is just this. Have you named the, this, this area where she's at? No, come okay. up with one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or a land. 
Orlando, Florida. I don't know. Uh, it's Orlando, Florida now. Yeah, okay. No, no. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the town of Orlando, Florida, where everyone only has one tooth on top and bottom. Which <laughs> is the worst Mad Libs ever. Uh, so, so, um, Aside with having no tooth gaps, the the other biggest problem for uh, Emily Bobby Boy is that the language is completely different. The people of Orlando, Florida, have reverted back <laughs> to Egyptian hieroglyphs. So when when she goes to the grocery store, she wants to make her her grandmama's famous borscht, but she doesn't know where anything is. So she gets help from a man that is actually a a former army engineer and a very prominent figure in the underground robot battle uh, uh, <laughs> culture. He also makes some killer kettle corn, but that's not really important right now. <laughs> All right. So Noel's version is she doesn't know how to speak Egyptian hieroglyphs, so she oh, doesn't mo- know how mostly, to buy mo- food. <laughs> yeah, mostly read it, but also speak, because okay. you can't talk in pictures. <laughs> and she adapts by making a friend who makes great beet soup. All right, Tom, what, is, what do you think the mental trial should be? Uh, in the underground robot fighting arenas, Rodolfo wants to help. He feels like they, they need to <laughs> find someone to, to assist them. I thought and you were going to say, Rodolfo wants to become a robot. <laughs> uh, so Rodolfo's like, we should we should talk to people, and uh, Emity's uh, overconfidence is like, no, I can do this. Go back to the hotel, Rodolfo, and really strikes out. However, <laughs> Rodolfo ends up making friends with someone uh, at the hotel lobby, and when she comes back dejected, Rodolfo's able to be like, hey, I got somebody for you. And introduces them to Captain Smithwick, a former <laughs> former member of the army, current robot fighting champ. Okay, all right. You just take my entire guy. Yes, <laughs> Tom stole my guy, <laughs> and it earned him well, a point. What? <laughs> I mean, granted, that's a much better sort of uh, uh, kismet than trying to find food with Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, Noel, I wanted you to get to be a part of this. That's why I stole your guy. <laughs> You're still contributing. And what was the name of that robot fighting champion again? Captain uh, Smithwick. All right. We'll move right on to stage five, which is called Find or Meeting with the Goddess. This is where the character arrives at the point where what they're looking for is this isn't the like final fight this is just before that point uh it's the place that the original need has brought them to so for a point what is this place and how did she get there and we'll start with tom so captain smithwick is capable of building the prosthetic arm but needs a very rare material to make it compatible with the human, as opposed to a full robot, which is what he's used to. The only known he needs source the of the operating it, software Android. Uh, <laughs> but the you, only person you can who cut has that out, Trevor, <laughs> will do. <laughs> the only person who has access to this material 
is uh, Dimitrix, his rival in the robot fighting league. And when they meet Dimitrix, uh, Dimitrix says that she will give them the material if they win the final bout of the current robot fighting league. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. So the location is the final battle, and this is they've they've found it. All they got to do is win this fight to get the stuff to get the arm built. Yes. Noel, where I, I, I where is? Uh, I, I don't know. That's really good, Tom. It's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have a master's degree in story writing. Yeah, I feel like this is a little bit biased. Yeah, I'm maybe. <laughs> Uh, so the the Captain Smithwick and what Tom said that's already finalized and in, into canon or no? This Captain is Smithwick okay. is, and yeah, um, this is you trying to outdo Tom's version. The version of of trying to find this elusive ore to make the prosthetic, correct? Well, yeah. The, I introduced the ore here. You don't have to use the ore. I want to use the ore. Um, so um, <laughs> there, there is an elusive ore, but Captain Smithwick, he he does have a hookup for the ore, so that's not really important. the 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 biggest issue is that he needs um, a specific thing to heat the kiln up properly for this elusive ore to actually melt and become malleable and everything like that. And the only thing that can heat the kiln up properly are talking sheep. <laughs> Damn, that's a dark turn. Yeah. Oh, God! <laughs> so, they gotta make the, make the decision. Keep, keep the sheep or, or free your father. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're going with. Right. Okay. The sheep heated <laughs> furnace <laughs> of uh, the sheep heated furnace of MacGuffin, as told in many many a story throughout the age. Honestly, that really does sound like a like a Scottish or Irish folktale or in and of itself. All right. So that leads us to stage six, which is known as Take or Meet Your Maker. This is where the character achieves their goal, but in the process realizes that there is something more important than themselves. This is where they are no longer reacting to the situation that is happening to them. They gain control over the situation. In the process of doing this, there's a price that is paid. So they lose something or someone important to them in the process. So, this is two parts. First, what is the new, most important thing to the character? And second, what is the price that they pay? And we're starting with Noel on this one. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I already answered that. <laughs> you get, I mean, are you saying they're throwing the sheep in the furnace? Are well, you saying that, goodbye that's, to Rodolfo? That's, that's the price to pay. I don't know if that's the actual price they pay. They mill it over quite a bit. It, this is tough for me now. And again, remember, the character has to find a new most important thing for them. She's gone to the point where she's achieving her goal of getting the prosthetic arm, but in this process, there's now something that's more important to her. She does, or not her, but Rodolfo, earlier on in the story, does meet another talking sheep, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, uh, dodge, dodged a bullet there. But still murder, just not still, his murder. Yeah. Not a very personable murder. <laughs> and we'll name that sheep Joe. So Joe's dead. Joe's dead. We can all assume no. Joe, Joe's dead. Why did you name him just to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Needed more background. <laughs> but the new thing is that Rodolfo gains or, or gave Emily Bobby Boy some knowledge that he picked up on the streets of, or, <laughs> of Orlando. Orlando, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Where um, <laughs> you don't necessarily need to make floss to sell to these to these non-tooth-gapped uh, people. <laughs> All you got to do is you, you need to make a buffer like like you would a, a shoe polisher. So it's just a rotating spindle of thread that you but just... But no, they don't polish their shoes. Their shoes melt. Oh, I'm just comparing that. No, no, this is <laughs> this is Orlando. This isn't this isn't the hometown. Oh, they developed the technology of the non-melting <laughs> shoe here in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't trying to talk about that, but all all they're doing is they're they're ma- they're making electric fabric buffers that they just whiz 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 <laughs> over their their curved single tooth. This is a fucking bonkers story, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so I I really had nut Tom, this is your this is your <laughs> Tom, what's uh what's your potential winner answer? <laughs> Alright, so after learning this, Rodolfo comes to Emily and is like, listen, I'm a sheep. I don't live a long life. I'm willing to give myself up for your father to have the prosthetic arm. I he will get many more years of enjoyment and sheep shearing from it than I will if I live out till the rest of my days. And Emily Bobby Boy is just crying. It's like, no, Rodolfo, you're my greatest friend. You've come with me on this journey. I won't give you up. We'll find another way. And this is when Rodolfo says, uh, hits on an idea. This is a magic furnace that burns talking sheep. But... Doesn't uh, it doesn't specify that it has to be living sheep. So they go back to Captain Smithwick, and together they work late into the night building a robotic sheep which speaks. <laughs> they throw the robotic sheep into the furnace, and soul is not a thing that is taken into consideration, and the furnace lights up. And melts the ore. So, um, great job, Tom. I, I could, that, that's a win. That's a lot better than mine. But I would like to add on to where they did not spend the entire night uh, building the sheep robot because that was already Captain Smithwick's uh, uh, BattleBots robot. Oh, so he, it was his existing BattleBot. He, he just had one <laughs> hanging around. So, a couple of notes. Uh huh. <laughs> first off we need we need the character to have a new most important thing and we need to have them pay a price so noel in your version what was the new most important thing and what is the price that they pay uh the tooth buffer the the new so new new technology new cleaning solution for new tooth problem okay <laughs> 
This is actually just an infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) Uh Um, Have you ever had to sacrifice your talking sheep to save your dental floss business? (laughs) um, What what was the second question? Uh, What is the price that they pay? They lose something in the process of learning the most important um, thing. uh, uh, the The stranger sheep. The stranger sheep. Okay. And Tom... All right, so the the new most important thing is Rodolfo's friendship. Okay. Like, a continued life. They would rather have Rodolfo alive than a prosthetic for their dad. The thing that they lose is Captain Smithwick's battle bot, which I am now... I'm taking Noel's <laughs> note. To taking Noel's version. All right, well... I, I feel like no matter the outcome, I should get at least half a point. So I am going to do that, actually. Oh. I'm going to say that the, the new most important thing is going to be Rodolfo's enduring friendship. And the, the price that is paid is Captain Smithwick's battleship. <laughs> but that, le- that has us tied two and a half to two and a half. <laughs> so... Uh, Stage seven is the return, which uh, this is something like if if they're saving Frodo somebody, back to Shire. yeah, it it can be just simply you go home, or it can be you escape with the prize. Uh, in this case, there's no escape to be had, so we're gonna brush over that one. Go to the final step for the win. This is called Change, or the Master of Two Worlds. So the character is now in charge of their own situation. They're not reacting to it anymore, and they have become a game changer. So they're now back at home with all the skills and knowledge that they learned on their adventure. So I need you to tell me what does this character do with all of the skills and knowledge that she learned now that she's back home and her dad has his prosthetic hand. So start with Tom. Alright, so, after the destruction of his uh, now-talking sheep battle bot, <laughs> Captain Smithwick has nothing left to stay in the city for. Um, they, they forge the prosthetic arm, they go back to the sheep farm, Captain Smithwick comes with them, helps install the prosthetic arm, realizes the beauty of the countryside, and decides to stay as a farmhand, Production has increased because they now have two people shearing sheep, and uh, <laughs> Emmy Bobby Boy finds her business booming better than ever. But she has discovered that in this time, she loves being around people, and she loves uh, engaging in a city life. So, with her 14 year old friend, Narton Klebs. Narton Klebs <laughs> left to man the shop, and with the, the process well established, she feels that Rodolfo and Narton Klebs are able to, uh, to handle the business on their own, and Emily Bobby Boy goes off in search of other cities besides Orlando, Florida, to meet <laughs> new people, experience new cultures, and bring the joy <laughs> Of tooth care to the world. <laughs> and to floss new teeth. <laughs> to floss new teeth. All right. So Tom's version has Emily Bobby Boy going off on a tooth flossing adventure. 
Not just tooth floss, because she's learned... That's that, right, that's right. Uh, and tooth buffing. Yeah. <laughs> or, there are many or, kinds or, or of teeth what, whatever, and mouths. Whatever the, the, the populace is having, you know, an yeah. issue with dental-wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's all a master teeth. of all of the dental worlds. Yeah. Not braces, though. She doesn't know how to do that yet. All right. She lives on a sheep farm. Noel, yeah. what is your version of this last step? What does she do with all the skills and knowledge that she gained now that she's returning home? To her dental floss selling factory home. <laughs> well, it's no, artisanal. I mean, it's not a factory. Yeah. Artisanal. Yeah, yeah. I've always pictured <laughs> it as like you know when um oh god, Howl's Moving Castle first starts. The main character is working at like a a hat making. Sophie uh, Hatter. Yeah. Yes. Wait, her last name was Hatter. Yeah. Oh jeez. Okay. Her family is hat makers. Well, I guess back then, yeah, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> finishing listening to the sequel right now, Casting oh. in the Sky, Casting okay. in the Air. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm picturing as like the the whole mood of it. Um, mm -hmm. so uh, she does return. She she gives Narton Cleves a promotion to uh, store store manager because he's just done a a bang up job. Uh, he's manager at fourteen. Good for Narton. Or okay, maybe not manager, <laughs> but uh, uh, PIC, you know, assistant <laughs> to the regional manager, person yeah. in charge. Um, Emily Bobby Boy uh, gives her father the prosthetic, and he couldn't really, he couldn't be happier. He loves doing his job now. He he he's going to do it until he dies. As they start going to bed, Emily Bobby Boy. Hugs and kisses her father. Says I love you. She goes to her, her room. Um, uh, his her father says, "Oh, I, I love you, everybody, baby boy." Goes into her room. Everyone sleeps, and it's very it's very quiet and peaceful. And then all you see is the robot arm come up from the blanket and just go, "Bah!" Is it the end or is it? And then the, the, that means the robot arm has gained, has, has what? still gained sheep sentience. <laughs> yeah. It's sheep sentient. So, um, that, that, that but gives way for What does Emily Bobby Boy do now that she's gone on this whole adventure and grown as a person and learned to love friendship and whatnot? That, Trevor, you can find out in the sequel. All right. <laughs> in that case, Point goes to Tom. Because oh. <laughs> Noel did Noel did not I tried. Noel actually tried answer the question. Specifically ask you to give me an answer, and you said no. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. It's just going to take longer than In one the movie. sequel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Congratulations, Tom. Oh fuck! Yay! <laughs> the master story crafter. <laughs> Emily Bobby Boy craft dental floss business. This is like fucking giving Connor a a Marvel an MCU <laughs> quiz. It came right down to the line, and you just decided not to answer the last question. No, I'm, <laughs> how did she grow as a person? I'm gaining more profits yeah. by waiting until another movie comes out. That's how that's that's business, baby. Who said this is a movie, Noel? I did. 
<laughs> it's canon now. It's yeah. now a movie. Uh, okay. Also, um, I love how at no point did the melting shoes matter. At no point did no. the stalks being way too high matter. At no point did it matter that she had enormous physical biceps strength. Okay, so can I, um, And can at I, no point did I, it matter that she was overconfident. Can I, I factored in overconfident. And oh, you that's right. That's right. It. <laughs> can I oh, alter no, my no, answer? No, we, we kept that. And no, then when, we're the, done. when the arm gains sentience, she just punches the arm a bunch of times. <laughs> there, there. It, it's solved. The problem Tom solved. still wins. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that means we're tied for the season, Noel. Should we jump into a break? Yeah, uh, we should jump I into think a break. We all need one, yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. You feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut. With HelloFresh, you get pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each and every week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uh, this week alone, I've just ordered a few of my favorite meals off the website, like maple balsamic glazed pork chops, kicking chipotle beef bowls, and butternut squash ravioli with creamy garlic sauce oh. and herby goat cheese. Oh, oh man, that sounds good. it's it's a this fall dish. So I know it's summer, but I'm I'm hoping this really kicks fall into high gear. Never too early for pumpkin beer. Yes, but that's not what HelloFresh is, is selling. <laughs> but it goes with it, pumpkin it, squash. I, it, it does go with that, that, butternut squash. That butternut <laughs> squash. Same thing. Those I really hope they pay us for this. Pumpkins. Go to the yeah. link in our show notes. Get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh. The number one meal kit. All right, guys. It's time to reveal last week's theme between the lines. Did either of you figure it out? There was, was a whole numbers. bunch of numbers in yeah, there. Yeah, no, that was the theme. It was numbers. That's why I lost, because I was sitting there just thinking about what all the numbers meant. <laughs> it, uh, I... <laughs> all right, Jim Carrey. I, uh... I really wanted to do one that they was They all had up to 23. Yeah. Was the theme 23? <laughs> 23 and me. Uh, no. We're coming back from our break. The theme was the end of breaks. You got uh, super glue, ends a break, cast, oh, ends your break, man. how fast does your car break, uh, <laughs> Ross and Rachel were famously on a break. <laughs> yeah, the theme was the end of a break. That's I'm really so bad good. at this. That's really good. <laughs> but if you think you know the secret theme to this week's theme between the lines that Noel set up for you, you can give us a guess either on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the underscore never underscore games shoot us an email at hello at the never or give us a call on the phone that phone number is 406 games 24 406-426-3724 so trevor you you took uh last weekend to see your your family? 
Zach yeah, Grant? I went down visited my parents down in South Carolina. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to um the South Carolina Way.net, which is uh, South Carolina's official website to try and find out some public events that Trevor might have gone to. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to li- list off some right now that that happened. Um, there's the <laughs> the 24 hour musical. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So wow. the, these are all okay. So this is for the entire month of August. There are a lot of hits on this. There's yeah, 24 hour <laughs> musical. Oh, have you ever? Did you know about the um in Buffalo? This group of guys does like a a week long hockey game. Say, have you heard like, game? like the game. Sandlot? Like you just keep playing? Just... Kinda. It's like like there's maybe forty of them. Right, but those assholes they, like... in the Sandlot sleep though. They're not fucking doing anything. <laughs> well, these people sleep also, but they like oh. they go in shifts. There, there's like two. Wait, sets. Noel, did you think that just seven guys played hockey nonstop? I honestly for seven seven days? Like, to do a world record or something, which is weird because what's I the average? They, do, they might break the world record every year, beating themselves by like a minute or right, something like, like that. Right, but what's the average shift of a hockey like line? It's like a minute and a half, and that's pushing. Not right? even. It's like thirty yeah. seconds in the <laughs> NHL. They in men's totally, league, it's like four minutes. They could but. totally stretch that to a week. <laughs> so, just so you know, uh, 30 seconds is the average switch. A week is 604,800 seconds. <laughs> Which is almost the exact temperature that Tom won by in my theme between the lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, um, uh, that's 20,160 shifts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, among the other events that are happening uh, in South Carolina, um, National Lighthouse Day. I don't know wow. how many lighthouses they have, but that that seems you know that that could be fine. Well, um, but that's a national holiday, Noel. Everyone's celebrating that. Yeah, yeah. So not I'm, just North I'm, Carolina. I'm willing to gloss over that pretty quickly. Um, they do. Tom have in upstate a, um, New York. A, a, uh, he bought, you know, those like blow up Santa things. He just had like a blow up lighthouse. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <all laughs> with right. a full like lighthouse light shining into the neighbor's window. Yeah, Blinding a full people. foghorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, n- next, a fog machine. That is okay. I'm into this. This might be my new favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> next, and the only reason why I'm uh, talking about this is uh, they have a a two a two day spring water festival. So you know that that's really gonna that's really gonna <laughs> drag in those tourists like Trevor. So congratulations, Trevor. Hey, how was I was the, there? How was the Spring Water Fest? <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was I was able to help my parents carry their spring water home. You know they they get about seventy gallons worth and try and make it last through the winter before the next spring water fest comes. <laughs> oh, that was so stupid. All That's right. how you know you know that they're locals now. They hoard their spring water for, yeah. for winter. <laughs> they have their own craft water. <laughs> Why don't uh, you keep the car in the garage, Dad? <laughs> oh <laughs> full of spring water. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't sweet water? Like the brewery? The Williamstown Springwater Festival. Ah. Two-day two event yeah. includes live music about water, probably. Kids' activities yeah. about water. Smoke on the water. <laughs> Amusement rides about water. Arts and crafts. Log flume. 
about water. Water paints. Watercolors. <laughs> An antique car <laughs> show about water. It's just boats. Vendors that just sell water. <laughs> and fire truck rides. I don't really need to explain that yeah. one to anyone. But they shoot honey mustard out of the fire truck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what uh, spring make water makes me thirsty for? Uh... Pumpkin beer? It, it really... A game. Sh- oh, <laughs> all right. Terrible transitions. That is what we're here for. <laughs> Spring water makes me thirsty for a game. Okay, everybody. We're going to play a game here that we wrap up most episodes with called Are You Ready to Order? Uh, this game is structured a little bit like golf. Lowest score is your goal. I've got a top five list here that I have randomized the order of. I'm going to give these two guys an item from that top five list, and they're going to have to tell me where they think it falls in the top five list. So did you exact- actually randomize it? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, so yeah, last week... When I was like, at the at the end, I was like, so it actually didn't randomize it, and I gave them to you in order. Turns out it did randomize it. It just gave them to <laughs> the me The random order. order was in order. Yeah. All right, so if you get the uh, it exactly right, that'll be zero points. If you're one off, that's one point. If you're two off, two points, so forth, so on. The trick comes in uh, with the fifth uh, item, where I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. You're going to have to guess. And if you guess correctly, that's minus two points. Whoever's the lowest score gets the point for the season. And if you manage to finish with a negative score, you will get a bonus point. And my favorite thing about this game is it hasn't happened yet, but in theory, you could lose, but still get the bonus point. Yeah. So I do want to do this thing. We've been really bad about it uh, last season. We've been really bad about it so far this season. So I kind of want to make a change. that's right. Is just <laughs> who's got what points? Uh, so right right <laughs> now, um, Tom and Trevor are tied for this episode at one point a peach, one point a piece, uh, <laughs> uh, and then throughout the entire season, which is still only two episodes young, uh, myself and Tom are tied at two, and Trevor weird, has weird one. coincidence. I actually do have one point for each peach I have. So you have oh, one peach. Good. I have one point per peach. Good. Now that can uh, now, now you can't edit that out. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, it it is still anyone's game. We have eighteen episodes left, left to play. <laughs> um, but bottom uh, of the first inning, this yeah. is anyone's game. Yeah, uh, but uh, Trevor has the second wild card right now. <laughs> so uh, this week's uh, are you ready to order is. The top five richest people in the world. Oh. As of when? Like, as of today? Like, two days ago. Yeah, okay. this week. All right. I'm sure it won't change that much. No. Stocks, man. Stocks are getting higher, man. <laughs> I, I think it's actually of um, July 20th. Was the article that I saw? That's, a, when it that's came out. a month ago, dude. None of these are going to have changed, like yeah. that yeah. much right. in a month. Um, the exact numbers might be off, but there's enough of a gap between each of them. That... Oh, okay. 
All right, so I'm sure that you guys know most of the names on this list. The The trick is going to be getting them in the cro- proper order. Um, yeah. But I'm going to start, because I randomized it, with the name that I'm not sure you do know. The first person on this list, tell me where you think they fall, is Bernard Arnott. For your information, he is the CEO of LVMH. He runs the company that owns Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, uh, Marc Jacobs, like and like every other like huh. notable fashion brand and like product line. Where do you think he falls in this top five list? I'm gonna put that at three. Trevor's going number three. I'm gonna put that at five. I feel Not there are a lot of uh five. Tech whizzes and and yeah, uh, other, to... others ahead of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. piece the names together on my own here. I was gonna say rich, okay. rich Dubai sheiks, but I don't even know where the fuck they land on any of the, these lists. Yeah. All right, so the second person who is in the top five list is Bill Gates. <sighs> four. Knowles um... going four. I'm going to put him number three. Okay. Number, the third person I'm giving you that's on this list is Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. Mm, I don't like that at all. (laughs) I think he's three. No, he's going three. I'm going to put him at number three. All right, you're both saying number three. All right, Trevor so far has said three for everyone. I have. <laughs> oh, you fucking piece of shit. I'm panicking every time a name is said. Yeah, but yes. you average it out, and that's 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 a win. <laughs> I actually I did the math, and it, it ends up not being a great score if you no, do that it's on purpose. Not. Yeah. No, but the one uh, time I, 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 I alternated between two and three, I won. <laughs> okay, uh... Fourth person that I'm giving you on this list is your old buddy Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's one. Yeah, number one. Hey Jeff. And that's that's four of the five. Who do you guys think the fifth is? Oh, it's. I'm gonna let Trevor go first. I'm pretty sure I know it too. Okay, Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, it is Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God. So let me read this top five list. No, and no, no, no sheiks or or other sort of yeah, that's no oil barons. Yeah. No yeah. So the Louis um, Vuitton thing that I didn't realize there was that much money going into that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that uh, was a bit of a shocker. Number five is Mark Zuckerberg, currently worth uh, ninety-seven billion dollars. Oh my God! I have seventy-five dollars <laughs> in my savings account. Yeah. Uh, Number four is Bill Gates at one hundred and twenty-four billion dollars. Now, this this is the only one that I think the date would matter because he lost a significant portion of his wealth when he got divorced. Oh, I don't feel like that matters because he's still so. Is 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 it Chip Bizbiz? What is it? Chip Bizbiz. Or Bill no, Gates. no, no! It's uh, Bill Gates. Oh yeah, he well, just that's Wars. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bill Gates. I said number four is Bill Gates at one twenty four. They both got divorced and lost a bunch of money. Yes. Or Jim Business. Yeah, they got they both got divorced in like a week, a week and a half, you know, span. 
All right, so number three is <laughs> Bernard Arnault, who is worth $150 billion, Fuck. $24 billion more than Bill Gates. Wow. $24 billion. Billion. God. Number two is Elon Musk, who is worth $151 billion. That's the closest. 151 and 150. Every day I don't work my full time job, I'm losing like money. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I hate. Fuck, Tom. I hate this. <laughs> and number one is Jeff Bezos. Uh, at. Anybody want to take a guess? Elon Musk is 151 billion. 200. 215. 177. Oh. Which is still, still sixteen billion, no twenty-six that's, billion more that's the than fifth richest person, more than the second richest person. No, never mind. <laughs> but that means that Noel has a total score of two, and Trevor has a total score of one. Ah, uh, hey. Trevor, uh, yeah. Trevor's back in the game. I think it's tied all around, right? Yes, yeah. two points each for everyone at the oh, end of the second episode man. of the third season of The Never Games. Woo! All right, you guys want to jump into some fake ads? Yeah, let's do some fake ads. Today's episode of The Never Games is brought to you by Jeff Bezos. Uh, not in that he gave us any particular money, but just that every dollar on Earth has been in his bank account at some point. <laughs> every so all of dollar the... has literally passed through his hands. So that, that means that every penny that went into this had, was Jeff Bezos's at some point. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for sharing it. <laughs> Uh, today's episode of the Never Games is also brought to you by Narton Klebe's Dental Floss. <laughs> After the falling out with... Uh, Emily Bobby Boy. <laughs> Emily Bobby Boy. <laughs> Narton Klebe's has decided to start his own craft dental floss company, and you can get in on the ground floor. That's right, it's not launched yet. You can't get the dental floss. It's going to be grittier, darker, <laughs> stronger... And more direct from the sheep. It's just sandpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. My gums are bleeding just thinking about it. Norton Cleves Dental Floss. Yeah. (laughs) Norton Cleves Dental Floss Grit.com. (laughs) <laughs> I like that Martin Klebe's dental floss was our Martin Klebe's, you better believes. All right, so the last uh, ad we have for you today. Weird, he got, he got uh, Bieber involved with it. Martin <laughs> Klebe's, you better believe. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, this Jesus. episode is also brought to you by the, the Paramount motion picture, The Yearn of Yarning. Uh, <laughs> Tune in on when this is going to be in in, uh, in theaters. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything better than the yeah, but hey, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to a a yet another wonderful episode. We hope this experience has has blessed your lives entirely. 
It, it has for me, so I, I just love it. Uh, just please <laughs> give us a like, a follow, and a rating on wherever you get your podcasts, uh, particularly from, oh, God, I don't even know what it is anymore, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, anything like that. That's really wherever. how we can get our, our most reliable sort of uh, stats so we can grow this business that, that we uh, call podcasting that we all know and love. So thank you. Yeah, and if you're a big fan... Go to Patreon, patreon.com slash the never games to help us out. You can start at tiers as low as $1. There's personalized content, bonus episodes, and all of the money goes towards fixing our talking sheep furnace. So <laughs> we just need to buy another sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. If, if for some reason you want to talk to us, the hosts of the Never Games, you can reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the underscore never underscore games. Shoot us an email for a more personalized conversation at hello at thenevergames.com or leave us a message. Little cat. Stop. <laughs> on our phone. That's Phone number is 406-GAMES-24-406-426-3724. You can find all of this information on our website, thenevergames.com, including all of the music from today's episode and every other episode, which is done by a band called Good Damn It. And that is, I believe, Noel on the Everything and Trevor competing at the same time on the Everything. Jesus. It's an amp for amp battle, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for enjoying a wonderful episode of The Never Games. We will be back next week with just the same thing. Freshly minted, hilarious gold. My name is Noel McGinnis and have been Noel McGinnis. Try that one again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Noel McGinnis and always... What, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> My name is... has been and always will be. Always will be. 60 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a full year every Wednesday for a full year. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn it. My name is... <laughs> My name has been and always will be Noel McInnes. I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. My name is Tom O'Brien, as far as you know. Oh, yes. not Good here. night, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Still so weird for me. And this has been the Never Games. Thank you for listening. Do we play games? Uh, Almost never. Floss. <laughs> oh, no. God, it's... Horrible way to leave this episode. <laughs> this has been a Cigarbox Studios production. Good night. And he's also just, he's wearing like noise canceling headphones and listening to an audiobook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
the dental floss salesman. <laughs> <laughs> There, there. It's solved. The problem is solved. Tom still wins. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Still murder, just not this murder. Not a very personable murder. (laughs) (laughs)